0: It's Tuesday, September 6th. From inside the WTOP newsroom, this is the DMV Download, brought to you by the men and women of Steamfitters Local 602. Get an estimate and learn more at steamfitters-602.org. Today, the world now knows the name Francis Tiafo after the Hyatt'sville native upset tennis legend Rafael Nadal at the U.S. Open. WTOP's Dave Johnson tells us how he got here.
1: His dad happened to get a job on a construction crew Mm. It was uh, working on the Junior Tennis uh, Champion Center. Next thing you know, his son is spending a lot of time there because he's working extra hours to earn money. The next thing you know, we're talking about him this morning as the U.S. Open champion.
0: And we take a trip to where Tiafo's tennis career began in Prince George's County. WTOP's John Doman brings us to the College Park Tennis Academy, where his former coach and friends aren't really that surprised that he's made it this far in the U.S.
2: Open. Nadal has the name, but he's also, you know, close to retirement. He's getting up there in age. Tiafo's sort of hitting that prime of his career in terms of physicality and maturity and, and told him to just go after him.
0: Thanks for joining us. I'm Luke Garrett. Megan Clurdy is off today.
3: Oh, this is some moment, huh? One of the most liked players in both locker rooms comes up with an historic win against one of the all-time greats against a man who'd already won
0: two majors this year. In the seconds after beating Rafael Nadal, the Maryland native put his head into his own hands in disbelief as his family watched from the stands. The 24-year-old beat one of the greats Monday night and now has a good chance at winning the entire tournament. Joining us now to tell us how Tiafo got here is WTOP Senior Sports Director Dave Johnson. Dave, thanks for being here.
1: Hey, listen, it's a, it's a great story, and it, it would make a great script, but, you know, it's real. And that's <laughs> that's the thing that I think we're trying to wrap our heads around this morning. Uh, Francis Tiafa was a, the son of immigrants. They they uh, came from Sierra Leone in the early 90s. His dad happened to get a job on a construction crew mm. that was uh, working on the Junior Tennis uh, Champion Center uh, right next to the campus of University of Maryland College Park. After the job was completed, he got the job as head custodian. Next thing you know, his son is spending a lot of time there because he's working extra hours to earn money
4: us being around tennis was kind of just us you know getting out of you know our neighborhood my my dad kind of being able to watch this it wasn't it wasn't anything supposed to be like this
1: the next thing you know we're talking about him this morning as the u.s open champion it truly is a story that you would like to put in a movie and it's real
0: bring us back to last night's win against rafael nadal you know what really happened and what gave him the win
1: well, what gave him the win is is just he played better than Rafael Nadal. <laughs> that'll made, do it. He made big shots. That, that'll that do it. And, uh, you know, Ben Raby, who, uh, part of our staff, has watched more tennis than I have, noted that this has been coming uh, for Francis Tiafo, and we've been following him for better part of 10 years now. And as he, he has gotten to Wimbledon, and, and there would always be a point where we'd say, well, he had a nice run, but it, it is over. Mm. Uh, and quite frankly, you never know – If a player, it's very hard in tennis to to crack into that upper echelon. Because we then, when we're talking about champions, it it becomes a very short list. We get focused on Nadal and Djokovic and so on. And sometimes there's many very (laughs) talented tennis players who never break through. Well, he certainly has a chance uh, to win it all now. They all have a chance. There's going to be a a new U.S. Open champion because Marin Cilic, who won it in 2014, he also lost yesterday. So... I think it's a case where Francis Tiafoe also made a comment that I thought was interesting, that as he approached this tournament, he has not gone out to dinner. It's been staying in the hotel, Mm. total focus on tennis, delivery meals. He he gave a plug to one of the delivery meal services, (laughs) um, uh, room service, yeah, that type of thing. And that that might sound silly, but really it is not. It is showing that you know he is now focused on every little detail, Mm. and he was that was the other thing. He was locked in because Nadal. There are many moments in that match where you thought, all right, now Nadal is going to take over, wrestle, or Mm. take over, and and Tiafoe uh, just came right back at him.
0: And you talk about that focus. Tennis is a game of millimeters, even maybe smaller increments of measurement when you think about, you know, each play and the positioning. So that focus really is important.
1: Oh, no, there's one shot that Nadal didn't even go for uh, that we all thought, watching, thought, well, that's out. That's a Tiafo shot that's out. And it, and, it, and now they have the technology and it shows that right. it probably was a millimeter uh, in. So it's it's a great sport because it's, it's too... When it's singles, it's it's two individuals mm. as they you know sit in in their chair during a, a, a changeover or, or a break, you know they're now involved in something that could last five hours. Right. Uh, what they do on the court physically is, is is amazing, but what they are able to to battle through mentally when mm. you're dealing with that kind of exhaustion, uh, you're dealing with Rafael Nadal on the other side of the court, it really is 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 hard to, to put into words what kind of discipline that must take. I mean, think about it. Anybody listening to this, can you do something very well at a high level for five hours? Right, right. Five hours. Uh, I mean, I know after 20 minutes, I'd say, you know, I hit some nice shots, I'm done. Mm. It's really incredible what these athletes go through.
0: And for those unfamiliar with the sport of tennis, Rafael Nadal is a monster. You know, he's been dominant in the game. So take us back to that reaction point when Tiafo learned that he had won. You know that I've seen the video, and you can just see the emotion explode. He's been focused, he's kept it cool, and then just kind of overwhelms him.
1: I'm sure somewhere in his honest self, uh, he probably didn't expect to win. Now, I'm saying that, but then great players don't achieve what they achieve without believing they can win every time. So maybe that, that's an incorrect statement, but... Uh, as he talked about, all of a sudden he couldn't hear anything, even though there was mm. more than 20,000 people cheering.
4: I felt like the world stopped. I couldn't hear anything for a minute. I was like, I was like, oh my god! Like, even shaking his hand. I don't even know what I said to him. Like, I was just like, it was such a blur. And like, I was already, I was already tearing. So like, I could barely see him. And I was like, let me sit down. Um, but yeah, it was. I've never felt something like that in my life, honestly.
1: Uh, you know, the tears were coming. His his heart was racing uh, faster than it was when he was playing a match, which is hard to believe is, is <laughs> what the physical, uh, grueling uh, match it was with Rafael Nadal. So uh, now you've, you've got a situation where you look and you see Bradley Beal that was in your box, his favorite player, Washington Wizards player, uh, favorite NBA player. Then speaking of NBA player, LeBron James tweets about you, and that, right. that kind of blows his mind.
4: Bro, I was going crazy. Yeah, I mean that's my guy. So to see, to see him post that, and I was like, "Do I re, do I retweet it as soon as he sent it?" I was like, "You know what? I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna be cool and act like I didn't see it and 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 then retweet it like three hours later."
1: So it, it's all very surreal. But again, he didn't win the title. He right. Beat Rafael Nadal, and so that will be the next mental challenge uh, for him to to now face off against Andre Rublev on Wednesday. Well, by the way, they've split. They've played twice within the last year and each have, have won. So mm. Rublev, uh, I'm sure, is thinking, well, that's great, Francis Tiafo, but I, I know I can beat you. And that's what Tiafo is going to have to go up against on Wednesday.
0: I know I'll be watching. Dave, thank you for bringing us Tiafo's story and really telling us how it all went down yesterday. And after the break, we hear from another local rising tennis star who looks at Tiafo for advice, but mostly just for goofing around and having fun.
1: changing lives thanks for
0: listening to the dmv download if you like this show give us five stars and leave us a review on apple podcast
1: we love hearing from you guys and your reviews really do help other listeners find this our area's only in-depth daily local news podcast
0: and thank you for making us a part of your day as dave johnson said the u.s open championship is within reach for francis tiafo he's really near the top of the tennis world right now but his journey to this moment started right here in the DMV. WTOP's John Doman joins us from the Junior Tennis Champion Center now in College Park. This is where Tiafo developed his game. John, thanks for being here.
2: Absolutely, it's good to be back again. So
0: John, first off, tell us where you are exactly. I know I just said the name, but what is this place like and how does it fit into Tiafo's tennis story?
2: So the wild thing is like, there are people that have probably driven past here Countless times and has no idea just what this place is, uh, if they're not really deep into the game of tennis. Hmm. I'm right across the street from the, the ice rink here along Campus Drive, just a little bit east of the University of Maryland, east of Route 1. You have the College Park Airport pretty much next door. But this place has been here for over 20 years. I think if, if people understand what IMG Academy down in Florida is, yes. this is sort of in the same vein, but a, a lot less uh, in terms of, you know, IMG has pretty much every sport out there, football, basketball, and everything. Uh, but it started as just tennis, and, and that's what this is too for over 20 years now, um, just a facility where kids who are really, really good at the sport sort of train to either take that next step into college or professionally. They get academic schooling here as well instead of going to the neighborhood school they they get all of that through here and this is a place that when it opened you know 20 something years ago tiafo's dad helped sort of get this place jump started he, he stayed on as, as a maintenance guy and mm. this is just where he he literally grew up coming here wow um and and fell in love with the sport of tennis and you know his, his coach told me from an early age he knew that tiafo had the ability and just sort of had it if he could sort of just mature and harness it.
0: Right. I mean, let's go right to, you know, Tiafo's former coach, Oliver Ackley. What was his reaction to yesterday's upset against none other than Rafael Nadal?
2: Obviously, there was some pride in that. You know, he had some pride in, in seeing his player that he still talks to uh, pretty regularly, it sounds like, mm. uh, seeing him pull off a win like that. He's going to be excited. He's going to be happy. He said he uh, Facetime with Tiafo Sunday night, you know, the night before the match. I wow. told him to just, you know, be aggressive, play physically, that you know, Nadal has the name, but he's also, you know, close to retirement. He's getting up there in age. Tiafo's sort of hitting that prime of his career in terms mm. of physicality and maturity and, and, and told him to just go after him. You know, Tiafo has clearly stayed in touch with a lot of the kids who train here, with his coaches here. Like he hasn't forgotten about this place. It's this still very much part of him. Right. And uh, his, his former coach is, is still involved. You know, he was here recently. Francis
5: like is like a auto for the whole the whole country the whole country
2: let's put it that way because he he's humble he's getting mature now now he knows his game now he knows what he's supposed to do and he still comes here and just you know works out and practices and and, and still talks to his former coach who, who helped get him to this level
0: right i mean and let's talk about those players who are at this center now it must be an immense source of inspiration to see one of their own tiafo you know make it to the quarterfinals in the us open
2: there are kids here who are, you know, 16, 17 years old, 18 years old, who, you know, they'll work out with him here. They'll hit the ball with him. They talk about, you know, uh, how hard it is to keep up with him and, mm. and, you know, how their arms hurt after a couple of hours. And just for most people, probably be easy practice. But, uh, you know, obviously, you know, the way he practices is, is at a whole different level from anybody else right. here. But uh, yeah, that's all they were talking about today when they were in school. And it, it does sort of serve as a motivation on the court for them to, you know, just keep pushing at it and, and try to take those next steps as well.
0: And John, you caught up with Robin Montgomery at the center, and she's a rising star in her own right in the tennis world. What was her reaction to Tiafo's upset? And how does Tiafo really fit into her story?
2: Well, she was able to text him yesterday and just tell him that the win was such a great birthday present for her because oh, she wow. turned 18 yesterday.
3: He's like an older brother to me, and he I've known him since I was very little and since i've been coming here as someone who i looked up to
2: she is sort of making that transition from a junior amateur to professional herself last year she won the girls u.s open uh, the singles and the doubles title and she she could be sort of the next promising american tennis star Mm. uh, coming right out of here as well She, she was practicing here this morning and you know, she she loved talking about Tiago off the court.
3: If anything, we just goof around with each other and we don't get too serious that often because tennis is a draining sport and everything is always like this, this, and this. So whenever I hang out with him, we try to make sure that we just have fun and we're just relaxed and, yeah
2: clearly she was just so excited and happy for her friend and you know she she talks about just sort of what a a funny but also
3: generous guy that he is and i like how he involves the crowds gets puts jokes on the court, and i think it's i think it's good for the sport and even off the court he's just a very kind person and he just likes to have fun
2: and and how it does sort of how he does sort of guide her as she makes this transition to becoming a professional player too, how he's able to just sort of offer her advice, not even necessarily, you know, on the court coaching, but uh, so much is just how to handle that kind of stuff and, mm. and what she has to look forward to as she you know navigates the waters of, you know, you're an 18 year old teenager, but you're also, you know, a professional. It's right. That's something that a lot of us, I don't think could comprehend. And, you know, she talks about being able to just sort of lean on him and and, and talk to him and get that sort of advice that, is certainly going to be helpful as she gets older.
0: You know, and we all saw Tiafo's press conference yesterday after winning and upsetting Rafael Nadal. I mean, he was calm. He was honest and he, he seemed to take it well. So it's great to hear that, you know, he's mentoring the the next set of tennis winners.
2: Yeah. I mean, he's got that charisma to him, but deep down, he's, he's still a DMV guy. He's from mm. Hyattsville. He loves the DC sports teams. He, he's got a little bit of that swag that everybody loves. Mm. And, You know, some tennis players, they can be really sort of full of themselves and and too serious and too kind of diva like on the court. And that's just not him. He's cool. Mm -hmm. He goes out there and, and look, obviously, he takes this very seriously. He plays real hard, but, you know, he's got that charisma. He's out there to have fun as well. And he wants you to have fun when you're watching him.
0: Well, we all did last night. John, thank you for bringing us to, you know, where he really developed as a player today.
2: Absolutely. Check out the videos on our social channels, too. We talked to his former coach. Uh, You'll see some videos of just the guys talking to him and uh, uh, what they had to say about
0: it. For sure. We'll check those out. Thanks, John. And before we go, we're going to stick on this sports theme here with Jacob Kerr, who's our audio producer here at WTOP. Jacob, we are about to enter fantasy football. Yes. It's about that time. I think our selection day is tomorrow. That's what I'm told. (laughs) Well, I have Jacob here because I've never played in a fantasy football league, which is maybe surprising, but, you know, that's just what it is. I mean, that's kind of (laughs) crazy. It is kind of crazy. So tell me, I know literally nothing. What do I need to think about when I, you know, sit down for that selection day? Who should I pick in my first few rounds?
5: Leagues have always been, like, very, I mean, even back when I used to play more regularly, very, like, running back heavy okay so that means like running backs and wide receivers are very heavily valued in these kind of things
0: got it so first few picks I'm trying to pick the best running backs and wide receivers what about quarterbacks I feel like those are the main players in football but they're not as valued in fantasy football
5: it's kind of weird that in football has become so passing heavy but uh, the way leagues are scored they tend to just favor running backs and uh, wide receivers more wow and
0: am I picking a player for literally every single position on the field, or is it like only just a few key players?
5: No, no. So, our league, we have one quarterback, two wide receivers, two running backs, a tight end, and then a flex. So, it can be an extra guy of one of those three previous positions. Okay. Then we got a defense as well. So, that's it? Yeah.
0: Wow. Okay. So, it's kind of manageable. Like, I could probably create a list, a short list of like 20 players and kind of rank them and uh, hopefully get them before other people do
5: that's the idea anyway wow you know know, especially if you can find guys of good value I mean in most leagues these like same guys are just going to go first I've seen uh, Jonathan Taylor and Christian McCaffrey and Cooper Cup uh, Jordan Jefferson those kind of guys are been high on a lot of people's lists from Mm. my looking around so really if you know you end up getting the first pick you know who's going to start taking who right and you just got to do your studying of Oh, like, where's a good value guy? Who do I think is going to be good that other people might be overlooking or might not realize that, hey, I, I think this guy uh, might have a big year this year? Mm. So.
0: Well, it sounds like I have a lot of studying to do tonight uh before selection day tomorrow. And uh I think we'll just kinda check back in as our fantasy football league, you know, goes on as time goes on.
5: Yeah, sounds great. I'm gonna be up all night just like cramming for a <laughs> test, man. You know? I
0: know. Wow, maybe we
5: should like zoom and just have
0: coffee. <laughs> just <laughs> study, study, study.
5: I mean it's you know, you don't want to be embarrassing and finish last in the league, you know. You'll never live that down. A lot is at stake here. We have to show our faces here every day. <laughs> That's and true. Even though we have faces for radio.
0: You know, people stuff to see us here. Wow, well Jacob, thanks for this sobering uh, advice giving. I've got a lot of studying to do. As do I. (laughs) (laughs) And then I'll do it for us today on the DMV Download. We're brought to you by Steamfitters Local 602. Our managing editor is Craig Schwab and our music is by Real World. Give us a review and rate our show if you get the chance and hit that subscribe button when you get the chance. Never miss a show. You can also find us on social media where we post content every day. You can find out more about this podcast at dmvdownload.com. And of course, the DMV downloads a product of WTOP News, listed on 1035 FM in the DC area, 1077 FM in Virginia, 1039 FM in Frederick, Maryland, online at WTOP.com, and on the WTOP News app. Have a good one, and I'll see you tomorrow.